Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. This is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and be glad in it. As I was going through the book of Revelation series, we're going to chapter 3 of the book of Revelation today. And we were talking about the, the letter of the Lord Jesus Christ to the churches, the seven churches in Asia. Chapter 3. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, This thing saith he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that, the, that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Now let me stop right there before I continue. And talk about this introduction of the Lord himself, how he introduced that to this church. He said, He that has the seven spirits of God. That seems that shows to you that he was telling you that he has seen it all. He has seen everything because the seven spirits of God are is the is the anointing that sees it all in the dark or in the secret or everywhere. He has the seven spirits of God, so he's telling us he has seen it all and he has searched the earth and the race, and you have nowhere to hide. That is going to tell you exactly what is going on in this show. That God is saying that he has seen exactly what is going on, and they have no place to hide. They better repent because things are not working right in their in their in their in their spiritual life and in their in their in their church congregation and everything that they are doing for God does not look like it's right. And that is exactly why why he introduced himself as. He that has the seven spirits of God. And the seven stars means he holds all the churches in his hand. And he's searching to see which which one needs some help and which one has gone down too far. And he said here, he said, I know thou and thy works and that thou hast a name, that you have a name that you are still a church. You have a name that you live, but he said you are dead. Talking of a church that is dead, what can you think of? You'll be saying the congregation is completely organized polluted sinful and they have a form of worship but they have denied god and god is no more in their midst because they just replace the worship of god with pro procedures and programs that look good to man but all they are doing is social works of mercy and you can look around and see how many churches are like that today all they do is just build and build hospitals for mankind build schools and all the social things like that and in those things they don't even preach any more gospel no power to heal the sick no power to cast out devils no confrontation with the satanic kingdom so they as a church are, are completely dead just having a, a name that they are a church and that's exactly the state of this particular church and I said this is actually a, a dispensation a generation this is called the dark ages in the history of the church, this is called the dark ages when the Roman Catholics have already taken over everything and there's nothing left other than some few people that are hiding that still try to believe the truth and somehow even though they look like they were still believing the truth but they may be still in that congregation called the Roman Catholics because they are the only church that are left but they are trying to hold to the truth without doing what the, the, the order that was laid down by their purposes said and God said they are dead. The church itself is dead. But he said, "I still," he said, "I still have some names there that are still trying to do something right." And let's read on. You see what God is talking about here. 
say, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. Now, as a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcome it. Now, this is the promise to those who overcome. In every dispensation, God has given promises. The same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, let me discuss a little bit on this. Why is this promise that God is giving to this church looking as if it is the, the lowest of the promises? Let's read it again. He said, He that overcometh shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Now, the Lord was saying that if they, anyone that does not overcome will be blotted out of the book of life. Well, that goes for all churches and for all church dispensations. If they do not overcome, they will be blotted out of the book of life. But in church, this particular church age and the, the state at which they are at is simply saying that is the lowest state any church can be. The lowest state. You either stand and confess Christ and die for your faith or you reject and deny Christ and be blotted out of the book of life. That is the lowest state. The lowest state of any church member is, are you going to stand for Christ or are you going to deny Christ and go to hell? That is the lowest state. Anything higher than that will be that you not just stand for Christ, but you have power. You are making miracles happen. You are witness for Jesus. But the lowest somebody can get is just defending his faith in Christ. Are you ready to stand for Christ and ready to die for your faith? Like all the like Elijah the prophet, like all the like John the Baptist, or you are going to deny Christ and just go to hell. That is the lowest. And so the Lord is telling them right now that everything is about to is dying out about them. They are almost dying, the church is almost dying. But he that will live and stand and overcome, we have his name in the book in the book of life and not be blotted out. That is the lowest you can be. Because if they go lower than that, the names will be blotted out of the book of life. So think about it, my friend. You've got to be hotter than that. You've got to be to get reward from the Lord. You've got to be hotter than just, just confessing that you stand for Jesus. If you are not able to stand and confess Jesus because you are afraid of the sword or because you are afraid you will be persecuted, then you are going to deny Christ and go to hell and lake of fire and have your name out of the book of life. But the least in the kingdom of God is expected to be greater than that. The least in the kingdom of God is expected to be like John the Baptist. Who was beheaded for Christ for the for the gospel he preached? That is the least in the kingdom of God, which means anything greater than that means you have power even to overcome death. You have power to heal the sick, to make the miracles to happen. You have power over all those things. But the least in the kingdom of God is is the power of John the Baptist, which was said to be the Elijah power. Elijah, which means you are ready to deny yourself and to lay your life down for Christ. That should be the least in the kingdom of God. Anything lower than that is not going into the kingdom. And that is what he's saying here. That everything around this church of Sardis is dying. The better strength that which is left. And anyone that overcome will not be blotted out of the book of life. That is the least in the kingdom. Now let's go on. And I'm going to point to the fact that this, this dispensation and the next two dispensations, all their characteristics is going to be 
in this generation from the beginning of that from that time till the end of the world there will be characteristics of believers that will be in that category that is they are neither cold nor hot there will be some that have some power of the Holy Ghost there will be some that are barely at the borderline that is they are not even bold enough to confess Christ and that is the category of this church of Sardis and Christ is saying you either stand firm and have your name in the Lamb's book of life solidly guaranteed or you are going to slip off to the other side because you are on the borderline if you are not able to stand and confess Christ you are on the borderline going to slip off to the other side whereby Christ is going to blot out names out of the book of life you have to choose this day whom you will serve this dispensation will run concurrently with the rest of the last two till the end of the world and there will be believers in this generation that we are in right now that are classified in the category of the church of Sardis because they are almost dying in their feet secretly to be Christians but they are as dead and then the next one and the next churches also will be there will be characteristics of those type of churches throughout the end of the world from this time till the end of the world there will be characteristics of people falling into that category but God is giving promises to everyone that will overcome that you will, if you overcome this is what you will be your reward but if you barely overcome like these people they barely made it where he said their names will not be blotted out of the book of life but if they don't make it alone they are going down let's go to the next church age. verse 7 and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write this thing said he that is holy he that is true he that has the key of David he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth now the Lord introduced himself in another format here Say that he when he opens no man shut it because he's going to open an open door for them in the moment. That's hey, when I open the door for you guys, you guys will be will be making success. And he's talking about the open door of evangelism that he was opening to them because they have strong some power that he has given to them. Now let's go to verse 8. He says, I know thy works. Behold, I have said before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word. And has not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. So the Lord is saying He's going to give some recognition to this dispensation to this church also. So that even those that always persecute them we begin to recognize that indeed God is with this congregation indeed. And that begins to happen also in the dispensation, even the dispensation that has come by when the Holy Ghost was beginning to pour down upon church in this our generation. So that those who are dead and lukewarm begin to see that there is something to this power of the Holy Ghost when miracles begin to happen in our generation, in our dispensation, when supernatural things begin to take place. Why? Because for generations before that time, it has been cut off when the church went to the dark ages but from the time of the philadelphia church we have believers begin to believe in holiness and they begin to preach unto others that you can live a holy life you can be sanctified and washed by the blood of jesus christ and not just making penance for your sins every time but really saved and touched by the lord jesus christ that is the beginning of the born again movement again in this in the since the past few hundred years Two, two or three centuries that the revival of holiness started coming back that is the dispensation that we say the Philadelphia shall be the preaching of the gospel begin to talk about being born again 
and being saved from your sin, that you can live a pure and holy life and not just assume that where all of us are sinners, may God forgive us all and make penances every day. No. And this is exactly what God said. That they have a little son. God said, I will open, make an open door so that this revival of the gospel, of the word of God, can go worldwide. It has gone worldwide again, preaching salvation, preaching the gospel of being born again. And that is the Philadelphia church that started this. And God went for that and said, He will make those that do not believe that have been persecuting these believers to come and begin to recognize that these people are true because. You cannot even make them sin because they are really something has touched their life. You begin to see that yes, something really changed in this fellow that uh, was once like this, but now I've been shamed by the Lord. I've been converted. That conversion is not just joining the church, but that something has changed from within that he cannot sin again. He cannot sin because he is born of the Father, he is born of God. That is the experience that God is saying, I will make an open door that others will begin to recognize it. They will see your strength that yes, you are really saved and touched by the Holy Ghost and you are born again. Now he gave a promise here. Verse 10. He said, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now, the, what hour of temptation was the Lord talking about here? This is the tribulation that is coming at the end of the world. God was prophesying because that shows that this church age like we said is going to run concurrently till the end of the world this philadelphia church age and even the saddest church age where people are dead and dying you can talk of the denominations the churches that are almost dead having some members and if they did if they don't overcome they will be plotted out of the book of life individually they are going to be around till the end of the world also just like the born again believers the people that are preaching born again experience will be in the world throughout the end of the world till the end from the time of the Philadelphia church started till the end there will be preachers there will be believers that fall into that category and God is promising them something here that because of their holiness and standing firm and standing with the word of God and believing in the name of Jesus God said he will keep them from the time of tribulation and tribulation there will be a protection when the time of tribulation comes God will protect some because some will still be on this planet earth while some will go in the rapture let's go on verse 11 behold i come quickly now the lord begins to talk about his coming soon because it is the 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 that the lord is coming soon started ringing into the ears of the church from the time the born again experience has been preached from the time the revival of holiness has been preached there comes the message that the lord is coming soon and that has been going on for almost uh, two centuries ago right now he said, Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that is, hold that holiness, hold that righteousness, and don't go back into sin, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and it shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh thou out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now the Lord see manifests as the Son of God here and he said, I will write upon him my new name. I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, because he manifested as the Son of God. Verse 14. Let's go to the last church age in this seven. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write. Now we believe that the Laodicean church age is the last church age that spanned all through the end of the world. 
starting from many about a century ago right now with the revival with the downpour of the baptism of the holy ghost what you will notice is that the church, the church of the Sardis is is encompassing as encompassing it's not just when they started the, the reformation right around the time of the reformation all through the time before the reformation before the the what you call the the martin luther's uh, revival reformation uh, or whatever we call protestantism from that time forward was the Sardis till uh, many years after that many centuries after that and then comes the, 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 the preaching of the holiness the holiness movement came about where is the Philadelphia church the brotherly love church and that compared to the last part of it which is the, the Laodicean church the Holy Ghost was downpoured again with power with miracles with signs and wonders following we started sometime in the in a century ago and that is the one that's going to run all of those three will run concurrently till the end of the world that is the lukewarm churches that are still like just Lutherans they don't really but they are still holding to sanctification that the just shall live by faith they are also going to be running concurrently to the end of the world because that's all they wanted to believe and there will be those that believe in sanctification that we can live a holy life and sometimes some of them don't even believe that the Holy Ghost is downpour. They don't believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is correct. But they still keep that holiness and try to keep themselves pure and holy. They will run concurrent throughout the end of the world. They will be members in that congregation too. And then comes the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the power of God being downpoured from the time of the Azusa revival till the end of the world. There will be believers all through the, this century till the end of the world that will fall to all the end of these three categories. Now let's go on and see what the Lord says the characteristics of this last church age. See, this thing said the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. Now you say, I would thou art cold or hot. Now, wait a minute here. Didn't you say this last church age is where it's representing the, the time the Holy Ghost was downpoured? Yes. To whom much is given, much is required of. Just think about that. God has given this dispensation, this last church age, much. They have the sanctification doctrine. They have the justification doctrine. They believe in it. They have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to top it up. And if they are not producing much more fruits, God said they are neither cold nor hot. So that is why to whom much is given, much is required of him. And you have to remember that I said to, to whom may commit much, more is required from them so that's why much is required from this church age of the laudations so he could say they are neither cold nor hot because with all the knowledge they have and the wealth that they have they are not doing as he expected them to do some are just sitting down doing nothing thinking that they are still waiting for something more to come from the father let's go on and read he said i know that thou art neither cold nor hot. i would thou art cold or hot so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will spoon thee out of my mouth. I will spoon thee out of my mouth. See, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. The Lord is telling the state of the church in this generation. They are blind, they couldn't see the, the true righteousness of God and what God is trying to give to them. They are not seeing it or not believing it. When somebody preaches today, 
They are miserable because we you know, the power of God that they have, they are not using it right, and the devil is beating people down. Even though we have the word of God, we are not using it right. We have the power of God, people are not using it right. And so it's like miserable. Just think of somebody that has a sword. A little baby has a sword, and the bullies in the street are beating him down with his sword in his hand. He couldn't do threaten them with his sword. They are just beating him up. You say this boy is miserable. What is he doing with his sword? The big sword he has in his hand. He doesn't know how to use it. That is what a mis what will be a miserable situation. Say they are wretched, and he's thinking they are rich. Say they are wretched because they are dressed in rags and poor, poor of what? Poor of the power. Some of them don't have any power at all. And say they are naked. I mean, we they sometimes say we are holy and righteous. Say, but you are naked because holiness is clothing yourself. Nakedness is when you are exposed. Spiritually speaking, he said, "I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire." He said, "What do you mean by you are exposed?" That is when you say you are holy and righteous, and then you go to the shopping center and you are the one that get angry and upset first, and you are easily temperamented and you are easily made of offended. That shows that your holiness is not complete. That's an example of how you can be naked, because the Holy Ghost you are expected to have the fruits of the Holy Ghost manifesting in you. But suddenly you are the one that is almost slapping the, up, the, the, the next person first. Or you cannot control your temper. Or you and your family, you are fighting and quarreling in the house. You begin to wonder, what has God changed in your life? What has God changed that has not reflected in your temperament, in your attitude in the office, in your business minded, in your business situation, how you would conduct your business should be different when you are said you are holy and righteous. So that's what he said when he said you are naked. If they can see your nakedness, say, hey, see that, see the man that says he's a Christian and that he's holy, look at how he's angry and offended and yelling and cursing. So you have to be careful. That is nakedness. So I count a little buy of me gold, tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. And white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. What is white raiment? That's the righteousness of, from the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. That you buy from Him the true righteousness that we touch, can come from within, so that you can really be clothed with righteousness of God. And anoint thy eyes with eyes salve that thou mayest see revelation, so that He can reveal things to you, so that you can you can know more, and the knowledge will make you to be wiser. As many as I love, I rebuke and chaste it. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. The problem with the church in this generation is that many have lost the zeal for more of God. And Christ is saying, be zealous. What do you mean by the zeal for more of God? Seek the Lord. Seek to be like Him. Seek to have the power to work miracles like Him. As you seek Him, you pray and fast for it. And He will meet you there. As you seek Him, you fast and hunger for the righteousness of God. And Christ will meet you there because that is how you can get anything from you. And that's how you really buy. What is it? Buy of me by prayer, by fasting. I mean, you deny yourself of food so that you can pray, so that you can you can seek God, so that you can cry out to Him. And He that seeketh, find He said, When you shall seek me early, you shall find me. When you shall seek me with all your heart. And the Lord went for that. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him, that he's going to live with you, and he with me, to him that overcometh. Now, this is the promise to this overcomer of this last churchage. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Now, that is how I want. 
That's very high. I promise. Very big promise. Even as I also overcame and I am set down with my father in his throne. In the thousand year, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. Now that is where I'm going to stop and we continue in this series of the book of Revelation. Go to the next chapter. Begin to talk of the revelation, the prophecies of what is coming at the end time that God started showing from chapter 4. How the throne will be set. Now let's talk again a little bit more about this church of Laodiceans. This is the dispensation. It is this generation that is represented by the church of the Laodiceans. Where people think they have everything. Churches are big and huge. And some people think the size of your congregation is shows that you are successful. No sir. It's not just not so success. Some ministers think if they can gather two million in the stadium and preach to them, that is success. But that is, that is not really success. Maybe success in the world because it looks as if you have money to rent the stadium. That looks like success in, the, in your ministry. But that is not the success God is looking for. But the success God is looking for is whether you are reaching the hearts of people. And whether this individual person is growing spiritually, physically. It spiritually means that every individual is seeking after God. Are you seeking after God, fasting and praying and wanting to be like Him? And that is success. Individually success, succeeding in overcoming the world and the influence of the world. You as a person must begin to succeed by seeking after God yourself. And the congregation that have a lot of people seeking after God, there will be a difference in that congregation. That's what we are talking about. It's not with the crowd that gathers, but our each individual in that crowd are individually seeking God, fasting and praying. At your regular time, you seek God in your own way. And then when you come together, it will be like lightning. Because when the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon everybody, they are opening their heart toward God. There will be lightning in the air. God is saying, seek Him, and you will find Him. And I'm saying, buy of the Lord, like He said, buy of me gold. Try it. For individually, it's a challenge to you now that you should seek after God, like David said, my soul panted after the O God, as the heart panted after the water brooks. You as an individual you seek God and pant after God. Want you to be like Jesus. Want you to get the power like Jesus. I'm challenging you today. Because God said, be zealous therefore and repent. And I'm praying that the Lord will open your understanding and make that zeal come to your heart also. So that you want to be like Jesus. So that you want to have the power like Jesus. So that you will desire to have the supernatural miracle walking through you like Jesus did. Or not. Because he said, the works that I do shall ye do also. And greater works than this shall ye do. Because I go unto the Father. Now he is in the position of the Father. He wanted to manifest greater works through you and through me. But you've got to seek him. You've got to make your body available. You've got to make your vessel available so that you can pour the anointing and the power into it. But how do you make yourself and your body available? By sanctifying yourself. Set yourself apart for the Lord to use. Fasting, praying, separate yourself from sin, and make yourself available to witness to others. As you take it upon yourself to begin to Take the word of God to other people. That's how God is going to begin, begin to move with you. And begin to let his angels watch over you and guide you. And lead you to do more for him. Because he said that you prove you so that you can do more for the Lord. And the Lord is saying be zealous. Be zealous. Seek more of God and have desire for it. And the Lord God will meet you there. Father I pray for all that are listening. Touch them Lord Jesus. And explain to them yourself in their heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. Write to me and I will send you some more literature. Write to the gospel distribution ministry. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050, USA. And on the internet, you can get all our literature at gospeldistribution.org, www.gospeldistribution.org.
Jesus loves you and is asking you to seek him and he said that behold I stand at the door and knock this is to the church behold I stand at the door and knock if any man hears my voice and opens the door I will come in to him and sup with him the Lord wants to come in and live with you in your house and your heart and lead your life and give you the power that he is asking you to seek for so that you can be one of the particles of the of the eternal glory and I pray that the Lord will give you that desire so that you can be one of them in the name of Jesus Christ God bless you